Grand Rising, Grand Rising, happy people. This is Tracy Walker. I want to welcome you to today's episode of the Mind Your Business podcast call, where you can come and get your daily dose of marketing. Thank you. Why I do that? This is where you can come and get your daily dose of mindset, of marketing, and, of course, money. I guess sometimes, guys, even I just mess it up. We do this call every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, I'm your host, Tracy Walker. Now, here still, you want to make sure that you go and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite live streaming platform, whether it's Spotify or Pandora or whether it is iHeartRadio or iTunes. I want you to go and subscribe, okay? Do a search for Mind Your Business and subscribe. Now, another great way to stay connected is to make sure that you subscribe to our VIP podcast community, and that is my private subscriber base. And what you want to do is text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, just text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Oh, my goodness. We made it to Friday, Friday, and I hope you're having a phenomenal, phenomenal day thus far. Rise and shine, they say, right? They. Who is they? Well, they is generally can be the voices in your own head. Now, before we go down the road of, oh, my goodness, where is this call going? Listen, everybody, you know, you know you speak to yourself. You hear yourself saying things like, no, nah, I left that. I'm not going to go back in and get it. Oh, should I turn right here? No, nah, I'm going to go down. I'm going to turn up here. Or is she looking at me? Or what did he just say? Right? You are constantly having discussions and conversations with yourself. The question that I have for you today is what kind of programming is your self-talk providing for your life? What kind of programming is your self-talk providing for your life? So are you generally saying things like, Oh, I don't think I can do that. In your mind, in your mind, you might not be saying it out loud, but in your mind, are you saying that? You're saying things like, who needs that much money? I don't need all that money. I just need, are you saying that? Are you saying things like, well, I'm not trying to do all of that. <laughs> I'm not trying to do all of that. Okay, well, what is it that you're trying to do? Right? Like what kind of self-talk do you have because your self-talk is truly what ends up guiding your actions because it's part of your subconscious expression. Now, subconsciously what happens is that as you say these things to yourself over and over and over, your subconscious takes on a what we call a belief system. Now, a belief doesn't mean that something is true or false. A belief is that you believe that it's true. If you've heard something so much that now you have grabbed hold of it and now you regard it as true, it doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it's a fact. It doesn't even mean it's real, i.e. Santa Claus. Some children believe Santa is real. 
Now, I'm just going to be honest. This is the way I raised my son, okay? I, listen, if he's watching cartoons when he was younger, then he's looking at cartoons, right? He knows those are cartoons, and it's on a television, right, or it's on his iPad, and that was that. But the world that we live in likes to paint mythical people, mythical creatures, mythical identities as real. There are songs about it, right? There's people that dress up like them. There's, um, uh, you know, the, the whole mindset is designed to make a child think that a person is going to come down their chimney and bring them presents. Now, I'm not here to say whether you should or you shouldn't with your children. And some people say, oh, it's fun, it's fun. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's so fun to start off manipulating children into thinking that things that are not real are real. There's nothing fun about that. You could still have fun because everybody knows that Chuck E. Cheese is not real. Everybody says Chuck E. Cheese is not real, right? It's just a character. When your kid was little and they were going – to the Chuck E. Cheese birthday party, and they didn't like that mouth, and they started hollering and screaming, what do you say? Oh, baby, he's not real. He's just, it's just a person. Just go give him a hug or just go take a picture. It's not real, baby. He's not real. You easily say that with other characters, right, Disney characters. You go to um, Disney World or Disneyland, and you see the characters walking down the street and say, oh, look, there's Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh look, there's Minnie Mouse, right? And, and they know that the characters on the TV and this and that. Nobody goes around making full-blown songs and having whole seasons of, of months and presence and indoctrination about Mickey. But that Santa, <laughs> that Santa, oh, Lord. So for me, what I did was I explained to my son that Santa was a character and that, yes, these are going to be songs and, you know, hey, if, if you want to give, we give. If people will give you things you receive, right? Okay, you're going to hear songs about it. You're going to hear songs about reindeers flying in the sky, in the air, but that's not really true. But it's a belief that children have. And then growing up, some adults believe that you shouldn't take that away from the child. But then when your children get older and they cannot distinguish between reality and made up, you see what I'm saying? Like it, it, becomes, it becomes a real thing. It becomes a real thing in the workplace when you can't identify that there are differences in relationships. You might have a relationship with your boss that is, very appropriate, and where your boss is your boss during the day. And then you might have a relationship with your boss that is still also very appropriate, and you may go have drinks and things like this with the people that you work with in your office. But just because you go and have drinks with the people at your office, the next day if your work is not done and if you continue to slack on your production and your boss has to call you in the office, you can't rely on purely just the fact that y'all have been having drinks. That person has a job to do. There's a difference between reality and fake. There's a difference between, oh, my goodness, I thought we were like this. No, we, we hang out. We're cool, but when I have to do my work, I have to do my work. That's the way the subconscious works. The subconscious just receives everything, everything, everything as true. And the more that you embed in it that's the concept of the same thing, then it takes on what we call a belief. 
belief doesn't have to be true. It's just what you regard as being so. So the money talk that you have, I know, that was a long whole discussion about the Santa thing. But the point is I, I, just, I just never let my son believe that Santa was real. He could still have fun. He could still do stuff. He wasn't restricted. But I wasn't going to start making him think that this character is real. In fact, we don't even have a chimney. In fact, that's how I learned that Santa wasn't real because I grew up in the inner city of Chicago, and we stayed in a, in a condo, and I didn't have a chimney. We lived on the third floor with the balcony. When I was about five years old, I remember asking my dad, how all these songs about Santa coming down a chimney, well, how, what about the kids that don't have a chimney? How does he get in here? I remember very clearly that my mother every day would make sure that that front door was locked and that that patio door was, um, was locked with a little thing on the edge of it so you couldn't slide the door every day. So all of a sudden, come Christmas time, Santa's going to sneak his butt up in here? I don't think so. And on the south side of Chicago, he better not come walking up here on no third floor. That not. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it didn't make good logical sense, so I had to ask the questions. And asking the questions, I felt, was necessary, and I'm so glad that my dad told me the truth. He didn't try to hide it and pretend, oh, don't worry about it. No, no, no. My logical brain was like, that makes zero sense. So with my son, same thing. It, it makes zero sense. So listen, you go have fun, but, you know, other people, parents do how they want to do, so decide, do not ruin it for other people's parents, uh, for other people's children. They might not be ready to, for their, to, they, not, they may not be ready to be honest with their children because they think it's a joke, it's a game. But when you're talking about your mind, you program your mind from such young ages that I just don't think it's a joke and a game to trick yourself into thinking that something is real when it's not because some people never come out of that state. Some people continue to go through life thinking that it's all a joke, it's all a game, it's not real. I won't get hurt. They put themselves in situations that are very, very compromising because they can't distinguish between what's real and what's fake. Now, I know it's a reach to say that it's because of Santa situation, but it's not just Santa. It's the methodology that's taught. It's the belief that it's okay to make children think certain things. And you do that, you compound that across various areas of life. Then when these children grow up to be young teens, they can't distinguish. So now we're talking to them and you about money and your self-talk. You haven't been taught all the way up to 13, 14, 15, 20. You've never been taught that the thought that you're thinking, that the words that you're saying inside of your mind are actually far more important than the things that you're saying with your mouth. You weren't taught that because you were taught, oh, it's just for fun. Oh, it's just this. It's just that. Right, but it's not just for fun. Your subconscious guides your life. It's not fun or funny. It's important. And what you program your hard drive with matters. The software matters. It matters more so as a young child than it does as an older because children between like, you know, zero and, and three or five years old, they're in what we call a theta brainwave state, which means they can just receive, receive, receive. They just receive whatever they can as true. It's just the way they are. It's the same state that you are in when you're dozing off to sleep. It's a theta wave State. It means your brain starts to, you know, you're, you're moving out of consciousness. So you're not thinking about anything. You're dozing off to sleep, and now your mind becomes wide open to what others may auto-suggest 
or others may program. This is why I say all the time, do not go to sleep watching the news. Don't go to sleep watching the news. Why? Because in a theta state, as you're dozing off, you are processing all of the negativity coming through that news channel, and it's getting into your subconscious. Then you don't understand when you wake up why you're afraid to, to invest $100. You don't understand why you're afraid to be by yourself. You don't understand why you're afraid, and then you just chalk it up to I've always been that way. Well, the only reason you're that way is because you've always done a pattern of things that have programmed yourself to now behave in a way that is correlated to what you've been doing, how you've been programming yourself, in which at any point that could change. If you would change, the, if you would change your thoughts, and change how you do things, and you would change the result. So the money conversations that you have, the self-conversation that you have, as you are navigating through life, just throughout the day, you go to the bathroom and you start thinking, oh, man, I got to remember, I got to go pick up my son from school. Like Just all those conversations that you're having on an ongoing basis, you are communicating with yourself so much, so much more than you, are, than you are communicating with others, you would be amazed if you actually sat down and took the time to document the process. You would actually be amazed at the amount of conversation that you have with yourself versus conversations that you may have with others. That means you're doing all of your own programming. And I'm going to tell you what, there's, Albert Einstein said, listen, you can never think your way out of a situation that you use your current thinking to get into. You can never think your way out of a situation or out of a problem that you use your current thinking to get yourself into because it's the same. So if you are your own mentor and you don't have enough money, then you will continue to talk to yourself in such a way that you will continue to not have enough money because you're using the same level of thinking that got you there in your mind, you think you're going to get out, but you don't know what you don't know. So you keep yourself in a holding pattern, your self-talk. The conversations you have with yourself are critical. So what do you do? Well, now that you're aware of this, if you have never been aware of this, now that you are aware of this, you must take a conscious approach to managing those thoughts. You must think about it. You can't just habitually not pay any attention because that's what you've been doing. Habitually, you have not been paying attention to the conversations that you have with yourself. This is why many people are in the situation that they are in because they are having these negative conversations far greater and far often than they are having the positive ones, and they've chosen subconsciously they, or they've chosen to have them, which means that subconsciously now your energetic field believes that you desire to be poor. You must desire it because you keep talking about it. You must desire it because you keep feeling this way. You must desire it because you keep 
imagining things of the worst, you must want it because your thoughts and your feelings are the things that start to craft out what you bring forth in your life. Now, you could be thinking, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, and you could be feeling, oh, my goodness, I'm so afraid, and then you could do a prayer, oh, God, help me, that's not going to work. Because you've got to understand the dynamic and the formula by which things are brought to you. You cannot think one thing, feel one thing, and then ask God for a whole opposite thing and then receive it. It says, whatsoever you believe it in your heart, you got to feel it first. You can't just, you can't feel fear and ask for bravery. You have to feel like you're brave too. It doesn't mean that you won't have a little apprehension, but you've got to believe that you can do it. You've got to believe that, that you've been given the power to do it. But you can't be sitting in the corner like the cowardly lion on the Wizard of Oz and then think that, you know, you're going to get this great amount of courage because you prayed about it. You're not. That's one of those other falsehoods that people just think that they've been taught that they could just pray to God for something, and they have never fully been taught that their thoughts and their feelings are really the guiding lights. Those are the guiding lights. So you're in a car, and you think you're driving on the steering wheel, but you haven't realized that the steering wheel is not connected to the steering column. You just got to hit a steering wheel in your hand, moving it left, right, left, right, left, right, but it's not even connected to the steering column of the car, which means that it is not turning the wheels. But you don't know that. You're, 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 you're in, you are in a state of belief that just because your hands are on the wheel that you're in control. People believe that just because they ask God, that's what, it, that's what the prayer is. No. There's more to it. So that's one of those things I'm talking about. People are not taught how to think through situations. They're given these fictitious and these fake scenarios, and people never grow out of it. Look at the state of the world today. Do you believe people have grown out of it? No. In fact, we're breeding more of it. It's, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. Why? Because of the things that are being taught. If everything was so good and right, then why do you not see more things that's good or right? Now, I see things that are good or right because I live in a world where that's what I see. But I can still observe what's going on out there. I can still observe what's happening. I can still observe what's taking place via social media and television, all this stuff. It doesn't have to be part of my personal experience. So my personal experience, I'm on a certain level and vibration, but I am not delusioned by the fact that that is not real. I'm not delusioned by the fact that I'm in control of my own world. It's what I think and what I feel. And then what I speak, then what I do. Our practice says if you want to get results, you've got to understand the formula. Your thoughts 
control your feelings. How you think about something controls how you feel about it. If you think somebody is a liar, then you will feel that you can't trust them. So what you think controls how you feel. And if you feel that you can't trust them, then your action, which is next, because your, your feelings control your actions, if you feel you can't trust them, then your action would be, hey, you're never going to leave your, take your jewelry off and leave it around that person. You're never going to leave your child with that person. You're never going to leave uh, anything, right, because you know somebody that they're a thief. They're a liar. So you don't trust. So because you don't trust, then action-wise, you don't, you don't feel comfortable leaving your personal items with that person. Okay, great. Those are your actions. Now then your actions drive your results. Your actions drive your results. So what are the results? The results are that, hey, maybe you, you never feel comfortable around that person and it's just going to always be like that. Maybe the results are that you bicker with this person. Maybe the results are that this person, you know, talks mess about you. Maybe you guys get what I'm saying? But if I changed my thoughts, let's go back to the beginning of the formula. What people want to do is they want to only change the end of the formula. So the person that you don't trust and the person that you won't leave your stuff around, the person you're always arguing with, many times people just want you to stop arguing with the person. They want you to just stop this and stop that, but you can't just stop right there. You're at the end of the road. You have to go back to the beginning of the formula. So the way that you change the situation is that you have to think differently about the person. You have to shift the thought process that, uh, from that of the person being a liar to the person being someone that you love and, and or, or that's a feeling, uh, that you, that you uh, believe that this person is honest. You think that they're honest. You, you believe that they're responsible. So now you shift from thinking this person is a liar to you think that this person is honest. When you think the person is honest, now you change the feeling. The feeling is now more or less, okay, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable. And now that you feel comfortable, <clears throat> that's going to change your behavior. What are you going to do? Well, now you don't feel a type of way leaving things in this person's presence or leaving your children with this person or, um, you know, whatever it may be. You don't. You choose to behave in a way that is in alignment with how you feel, but how you feel is always in alignment with how you think. Now when you interact with this person, since that drives your action, it drives your behavior, it'll be softened. It'll be less volatile. It'll be less, you know, turmoil. So you've got to change what you're thinking. Because what you're thinking is what you're saying to yourself. It's how you're feeling. And your feelings are driving the results that you're getting. So if you don't like the results, you can't just change the end. You've got to go back and you've got to think about it differently. And then you'll push through a new energy through that whole stream of events to recreate something that you find beautiful and amazing. So be mindful of your thoughts. That is the premise. Be mindful of your thoughts. Make sure that if you catch yourself thinking something that, is not of your, that does not bring you your greatest good 
whether now or in the future, you must pivot and you must correct what you just said. So if you catch yourself saying, oh, my goodness, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm just joking, right? No, you're not just joking. You, you, that's the way that you defend. That's the way you've learned to defend the self-talk that is triggering your stagnation. So if you catch yourself saying, oh, man, I'm so stupid, you have to say, okay, no, 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 no. I am, I'm extremely smart. I'm extremely smart. Let me just say, oh, I made a mistake. Let me, I just made a mistake. Oh, that, I didn't mean to do that. It was an accident. I forgive myself for making that mistake. That will start, those thoughts that you have will start to energetically form different feelings inside of yourself about yourself that you have. Then you will start to do things that are in alignment. And the things that you do will probably be more profitable for you, profitable actions. You've got aligning with profitable teachers, profitable mentors, people that you can learn from because you already know you can't get yourself out of something with the same thinking that you got yourself into it with. But now you're taking on external outside ideas that are in alignment with now how you feel about yourself, you will now execute on those ideas and your results would be 180-degree different. So as they say, change your thoughts, change your life. That's how. That's the process. Change your thoughts, change your life. Self-talk can be destructive Self-talk can be the most productive. This is why you have your affirmations. I am happy. I am healthy. I am humble. I am strong. I am amazing. As I've been saying to my son, sometimes when he's in theta state and he's laying in the bed and he just dozed out to sleep, I will literally walk over. to. I've been doing it since he was a baby. I will literally walk over to him and I will whisper in his ear, I am amazing. I am strong. I am smart. I am a genius. I am powerful. I am a king. I am awesome. I am phenomenal. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am a leader. I will whisper these things in his ear. Where do you think confidence comes from? So how do I know it's working? Because when he goes to school and he produces in school, his teachers say, oh, Josiah is very confident. When he goes out and he plays on the baseball field and, and he pitches and he catches at first base and he catches flat balls and gets people out in left field because he knows and he hits and he's, he's batting uh, uh, a 400, 444 right now, right? Listen, his coach says, man, Josiah has a lot of confidence. It's not because I'm at home saying you've got to be confident. You've got to be confident. Hey, you've got to be confident. No, it's because when he was a baby, I would say things to him that builds confidence. I don't have to tell him to be confident. I tell him every day, you are amazing. You are powerful. You are strong. You are a leader. You can do it. Right? Every day. And that in itself develops confidence. I don't have to convince him to be confident. He knows it from the inside out. That's how I want you to be. If you 
have never had that type of upbringing before, I want you to now bring up yourself. I want you to do the things for yourself that you wish maybe your parents would have done when you were younger growing up so that you feel like, because you may feel like you should have been further along. No worries. There's no lost time. You can start right now where you are. But it's going to start with you talking to yourself the way you wished you were spoken to as a child. You can't continue on repeating the programs and speaking the things that were spoken to you as a child. You must change those thoughts, and you can change your life. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. This is where you can come and get your daily dose of mindset, marketing, and, of course, money. I am your host, Tracy Walker. We do this call every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I want to remind you to go ahead and subscribe to the Mind Your Business podcast on any of your favorite live streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, any of those and more. Just do a search for Mind Your Business and hit the subscribe button. I'd really and truly appreciate it. Also, we've got our very special VIP podcast list. You just want to text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Again, text the word podcast to 770-818-4333. Last but not least, make sure you connect with me over on Instagram. Uh, Make sure that you are checking out my site at www.winwithtracy.com. You can get access to um, the podcast calls there, the, the ones that have already been streamed up live. You can also get access to um, my free video that uh, yeah, my free video that I give out that's called Saving Money is Dumb and really learning what the smart people are doing instead. You also can get access to my Money in Minutes workshop. This is where you can go and really learn the skill and the strategy to be able to earn your hourly salary in really just three to five minutes every single day. We break it down. It's about a 90-minute, two-hour home study course that will have you excited, ready, ramped up, and in a belief that you can change the way that you even earn money, that you don't have to trade your time for it. You just have to be aligned with the right skill, all right? So head over to winwithtracy.com, plug in, and listen, I want you to have a beautiful next couple of days. We're taking a break right here. We're taking a break right here. We will see everyone at the start of or the top of the new cycle, as I like to call it, in a few days. I want you to remain blessed. I want you to remain positive. I want you to remain fruitful. And I want you to remain um, in, a, in, a, in a state of, um, in a, in a state of bliss where you are constantly speaking nothing but good, positive things to yourself. If you catch yourself, literally just apologize to yourself and make the correction. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will see everyone next time on Mind Your Business.